Welcome to Hometown Paranormal, where everything is fake and nothing is real, but every hometown gets its own paranormal story. My name is Kristen Kozlowski, and I'm the creator of this podcast. For every episode, I will make up a strange paranormal story set in an actual place and tell it to you. Thank you again for joining me for Ghosttober where every week for the month of October, I tell a new ghost story to celebrate spooky season. So let's get started. As always, thank you for tuning in and for putting Hometown Paranormal on the map. Today's episode is The Wandering Spirit of Hastings, Nebraska. For Kendra Williams, Summer began and ended at Grandma's house. Every year, as soon as school let out for the summer, Kendra's mom packed Kendra and her little brother Wesley into the family station wagon and drove the two and a half hours to Hastings, Nebraska to spend a week with their grandparents. And the same trip was repeated the last full week of summer break every year. And every year, Kendra loved these weeks. She loved them as a little girl, and she loved them as a teenager. Kendra's grandparents lived on a sprawling farm in Hastings, a farm with a large chicken coop, a ride on lawnmower, and plenty of outdoor cats to pet. There was an old barn filled with hiding spots for games of tag, and an old Nintendo system in the spare bedroom for rainy days. There was a hammock, and a trampoline, and several sprinklers to run through when the summer afternoons were just too hot for anything else. The old farmhouse even had a ghost living there, or at least that's what Kendra's grandpa said. Kendra's grandpa, who liked to tell stories, often pointed out times when the light above the kitchen table flickered at night, or the radio burst on when no one was around or a photo on the fireplace mantle suddenly fell. He said that it was the ghost of the farm messing with them. Kendra never really believed her grandpa's stories about the old farmer who passed away on the property and whose spirit never left it, but she still liked to hear them. And yes, for Kendra, as with all teenagers, The allure of her grandparents' house waned a little over the years, but to tell the truth, Kendra didn't have the easiest time where she lived. She had her best friend, Emily Jones, and her neighbor, Johnny, to hang out with, but not many friends other than that. The kids at school were mean and petty and made fun of Kendra's hair, which was curly beyond control, and her clothes, which never seemed to be cool enough or trendy enough. And maybe that was it. In her life, in her regular life, Kendra just never felt like she was enough for the other kids. But at her grandparents' farm, Kendra did feel like she was enough. She felt like she was enough for her grandma, who always seemed interested in what Kendra had going on. And she felt like she was enough for her little brother Wesley, who loved it when Kendra ran around with him on the farm, taking him for rides on the lawnmower or playing hide-and-seek in the old barn. 
and Kendra felt like she was enough for the outdoor cats who rushed to her side when she brought out sauces or milk in the morning. So, even though Kendra was getting older, she turned 15 just last spring, she still loved to visit Grandma's house every summer. And this summer was no different. As, school, as soon as school let out for the summer, Kendra tossed together a bag of clothes and hopped into the car, excited for her trip to her grandparents' farm. In many ways, this week's trip was the same as it was every year. Kendra had fun running around with her brother and the chickens and the cats. She had fun staying up late and binging on chips and candy. But there was one thing different about this trip. One thing that wasn't so great. At the end of this trip, just a couple nights before Kendra was scheduled to go home, she had a nightmare. This nightmare began like a lot of nightmares begin. It began like a dream. In the dream, Kendra was walking with her brother on their grandparents' farm and having a great time. They were talking and walking and laughing. They were standing face to face when suddenly, without warning, Kendra watched as her brother's face slid back into his skull and a new face emerged. The new face was old and wrinkled with thick folds of skin hanging from its jaw. And the new face was drained of color like an old black and white movie. And then, when Wesley's whole body had shifted into this old, colorless form, he lunged at Kendra in a swift, jerky movement, and his bony hands grabbed at Kendra's throat. In her panic, as Kendra scrambled to get away from the old man, she shook herself awake. Suddenly, she was staring up at the popcorn ceiling of her grandma's spare bedroom. Kendra's heart pounded in her chest, and she began to sweat. Lying in bed, breathing heavy, Kendra realized that it had been a nightmare, that she was okay, and that Wesley, who was sleeping in the twin bed across the room, was okay too. Knowing this helped calm Kendra a little. Her heartbeat slowed a little. Kendra tried to shake the nightmare from her head, but she couldn't. It felt so real. Well, it had felt real until the moment when Wesley's face disappeared and another face merged on top of it. Even though she tried... Kendra couldn't fall back asleep. Finally, she climbed out of bed and stumbled to the kitchen where her grandparents were already on their second cup of coffee. She told them about her nightmare, how scary it was, how real it felt. Ah, it's probably the farm ghost messing with you, Grandpa said, sipping his hot coffee. Kendra's grandma put a sympathetic hand on Kendra's shoulder but didn't say anything. And so they all continued on with their day. But the next night, Kendra had the same dream. She watched helpless as her brother's face slid back into a skull and the face of an old man emerged. 
The old man glared at her and then lunged at her, grasping for her throat again, when Kendra suddenly woke up. Again, her heart was beating fast, and again she was beginning to sweat. And just like last time, the nightmare had been so vivid and seemed so real that Kendra couldn't fall back asleep. So she laid awake until sunrise, when she joined her grandparents again. That afternoon, when Kendra's mom arrived to take Kendra and Wesley home, Kendra's grandma pulled Kendra's mom aside and told her about Kendra's nightmares over the past two nights. But Kendra's mom didn't seem concerned. People have nightmares, after all, her mom thought, and loaded the kids into the station wagon. Back at home that night, Kendra was sure that she'd get a good night's sleep as she sunk down into her own bed, in her own room, in her own house. And that night, Kendra's dream was different. In this dream, Kendra and Wesley were walking in their neighborhood, not on their grandparents' farm. Just like in the first dream, they were walking and talking and laughing. And just like in the first dream, Kendra was face to face with her brother when his face suddenly sunk into his skull and a new face emerged. The same face. The face of an old, wrinkled, angry man. And just as the old man lunged at Kendra with his long, bony fingers, Kendra shook herself awake. Kendra's house was dark and quiet. The fan above her head spun around and around, and no matter how hard she tried, Kendra could not fall back asleep. And so Kendra went through the next day in a haze, unfocused and tired. She was low on sleep and high on anxiety. Everything made her jumpy, and she couldn't get the face of the old man who was haunting her dreams out of her mind. And the next night, the same thing. And then again, the next night. Kendra felt her body grow heavy, like she was dragging extra weight around. Kendra told her mom about the nightmares and the old man, and how scary it felt to watch her brother morph into someone else, someone old and wrinkled, someone mean and angry. Kendra's mom watched her daughter stumble through her summer days, deprived of sleep and clearly struggling. Her mom took Kendra to her doctor and then to a psychiatrist, but the nightmare kept coming, night after night after night. Kendra began to dread the nighttime. She began to cry before bedtime. She was so tired, but still... She didn't want to go to sleep. She didn't want to face the angry old man in her dreams. But the body is a powerful thing. And night after night, out of sheer exhaustion, Kendra's body pulled her into sleep. And night after night, Kendra watched her brother's face sink into his skull and the face of an old angry man emerged to lunge at Kendra. As the summer neared its end, 
Kendra didn't look so good. She had dark circles beneath her eyes, and she was slow and sluggish. She always seemed to be in a daze, and her friends and family found her difficult to talk to because she never seemed to fully be with them. It was like she was becoming a ghost herself. In the midst of all this, Kendra's mom decided to cancel their annual trip to Kendra's grandparents' farm. She was too busy trying to find help for Kendra. But Kendra was devastated when she found out that they would not be going back to the farm before the school year began again, and she begged her mom to change her mind. Kendra already felt like she'd spoiled so much that summer. She didn't want their final summer trip to be canceled as well. Reluctantly, her mom agreed. And so, on the last Saturday of the summer, Kendra and her brother and her mother piled into the family station wagon and drove the two and a half hours to Hastings to visit Kendra's grandparents. When Kendra climbed out of the car, her grandma rushed to her, pulling her in for a long hug. It was impossible for her grandma to hide her worry. It was written all over her face when Kendra looked at her, and Kendra felt a stab of guilt for being the reason that everyone around her was worried. And so, like she had all summer, Kendra pretended to be fine. She tried her best to have the energy to play hide-and-seek with Wesley in the barn, and she tried to pet the outdoor cats as they roamed the property. But strangely, the cats avoided Kendra, as if they sensed that something was wrong with her. If she was being honest, Kendra felt hurt by this. She hadn't done anything wrong. Why were the cats avoiding her? But soon, the sun set, and it was time to go to bed. Kendra pushed her fear of going to sleep down deep so that her grandma wouldn't see her cry. She didn't want her grandma to worry about her any more than she already was. Slowly, in a daze, Kendra changed into a pair of pajamas, brushed her teeth, and climbed into bed. And like every night that summer, exhaustion took over, and Kendra fell into a deep sleep. And again, in her dream, Kendra walked her grandparents' farm with Wesley. And again, when Kendra faced her brother, his face sunk into his skull, and the face of an old, wrinkled man emerged. But this time, the man didn't lunge for Kendra. Instead, he looked around like he was seeing something for the first time. And instead of attacking Kendra, the man turned from her and ran in the opposite direction. In her dream, Kendra watched him go, watched him get smaller and smaller as he ran farther and farther away until he finally disappeared. And Kendra woke up. For the first time all summer, Kendra didn't wake up with a pounding heart. And she stared at the popcorn ceiling of her grandparents' spare bedroom. And she realized that she felt lighter than she had in weeks.
like she was suddenly free of something. Slowly, Kendra climbed out of bed and walked to the kitchen. At the small table sat her grandparents, sipping their morning coffee. But there was someone else with them that morning. Someone sitting silently on the chair by the window. He wasn't drinking coffee, and he wasn't talking to Kendra's grandparents. And he wasn't in color. He looked like he stepped out of an old black and white movie. Kendra recognized him immediately. He was the old man from her dreams. But he didn't look angry anymore, and he didn't look mean. He looked relieved. As the sun rose above the horizon and the sunlight filtered through the kitchen window, Kendra watched as the old man smiled and then slowly disappeared. Kendra never saw him again, although the kitchen lights did still flicker from time to time. That's it for this episode of Hometown Paranormal. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to my podcast, leave a review, and tell a friend about it. If you'd like to get a hold of me, or if you'd like to have your hometown featured on Hometown Paranormal, you can send me a message on Instagram at hometown.paranormal. Or you can send me a message on Twitter at HTParanormal. I would like to thank Cindy and Abigail for nominating towns to receive their own paranormal story, and I'll let you know when your town's story is ready. As a reminder, at Hometown Paranormal, every story is a work of fiction, so any resemblance to real-life people or events is purely coincidental. The only factual piece of information I use is the name of the town and state. I will have two more episodes for you this October. Both of them will be ghost uh, both of them will be ghost stories. So be sure to subscribe to the podcast and you'll be the first to hear the new episodes. Happy Ghosttober, everybody, and enjoy this year's spooky season. That's it for today. Thank you as always for listening, and thank you for putting Hometown Paranormal on the map.